listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Well, actually, it's not uh, Rick Franzi today. Uh, Rick Franzi is out and filling in is yours truly, Paul Roberts, normally the uh, silent engineer for the show and uh, uh, sometime producer, along with uh, Joan Park. And uh, so I'll do my best to uh, follow along and uh, fill the uh, high standards that Rick has set now for low these many years. Obviously, Critical Mass is a show designed to... Well, to teach you what other businesses are doing, uh, because Rick believes that you can learn from the experiences of others. There are there is power in peer learning, as he says, which is why he runs his own uh, CEO peer groups here locally and is such a proponent of the concept uh, nationwide. He's written a book on the subject, Critical Mass, and uh, started the radio show just to uh, find out what people are doing and to find a way to share it with others. So today we're proud to uh, share with you uh, um, a, a guest who is the CEO and founder of uh, a, uh, Ingenio Solutions. I hope I'm saying that correct. And as the, uh, the little introduction says, if you're looking for a consulting firm with expertise in accounting and finance, then Jean Latou, CEO and founder of Ingenio or Ingenio, we'll find out which it is, uh, Solutions, leads a group of talented experts in finance and accounting to help clients solve problems, create efficiencies, improve the bottom line, and much more. Welcome, Gene, to the show. Thank you, Paul. I'm really glad to be here. All right, so let's clear up. Is it Ingenio or Ingenio? It's Ingenio. Actually, it's a Latin word for talent, and that's what I think my firm is made up of, is very talented consultants who help solve accounting problems. Now I really feel silly because as a good Irish Catholic, I studied uh, Latin for four years up through college, had to read uh, Caesar's commentaries. Uh, I came, I saw, I conquered, and uh, and here I couldn't figure that out. Well, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. Well, it's a fun it's a fun way to uh, to run the business. A friend of mine helped me come up with the name. Mm-hmm. He loves to help people name their companies, and why, we search why not Latin? Low through our um, our iPhone apps to come up with <laughs> words that that meant something in the business. And so Ingenio just spoke loudly to me about the talent that we have. Well, that's probably where they do get genius and stuff. If it's Latin, then that's probably all descended from that word here, and you're probably employing a lot of geniuses over there. So what led you into the world of finance and accounting? Uh, Particularly, dare I say, because is that a field filled with women, or is that I picture a bunch of, you know, old guys like me uh, with, uh, you know, what do they call it, the little shades they pull down, leaning over their accounting uh, entries. Yes, right. That's uh, we do talk about that a little in the business, but more as a joke. So um, there are plenty of women in accounting. I'd say going into accounting today, it's probably fifty-fifty. But, of course, by the time you rise to the higher ranks of CFO, I think there's more than – there's probably about 10% of women in uh, CFO positions in the Fortune 500. And I think we're trying to push that ceiling to about 25%. There you go. Okay. Well, good for you. Um, so can you tell us about your firm? What, uh, what, what do you do? What, what differentiates you from others in the market here? Yeah, so I, I've thought a lot about that, what differentiates us. And uh, first, I, I believe it's uh, my team of consultants. They are, one, they're talented in their own right. They are um, experts in accounting, first and foremost. They have a minimum of 20 years of experience. 
Wow. Because I believe that those with experience bring a lot more to the table. So these aren't a bunch of kids right out of accounting school or, or accounting program here somewhere. Exactly. And because those straight out of an accounting program have a lot to learn. They, um, they're, book, they're book smart, but they're, they need the practical experience. And so the folks on my team have it in spades. They, generally, they've worked in more than one industry. Many have worked in several industries. And so they bring that broad experience to each of their clients. Well, you already got me hooked. Uh, I always tell everybody I just turned 60 this year, and suddenly I'm appreciating wisdom and experience here, <laughs> much more than I did 30 years ago. And we have so many millennials uh, on the show, or we talk about millennials a lot. Rick's done uh, seminars at Brandman and other places at Cal State Fullerton. He's uh, moderated panels on it. These kids seem to have a different, and my daughter included, seem to have a different view of the world here. Okay, I got my degree. When do I become CEO here? Right. You know, that there isn't a lot of value for uh, working your way up anymore or learning along the way. They think they come out full of knowledge and ready to take on the world, and that's great, but there is something to be said for the old value of gray hair and knowledge here. Well, and I'm a big believer in that, honestly, because um, for a lot of the folks on my team, when they decide to become a consultant, um, it's because they want the variety of experience. They want to be able to bring what they've done to their clients. But they don't want to be anywhere for a long time where they have to maintain things. They mm. want to come in and make change. They want to set things right, clean up a problem, create an efficiency, and then move on to the next show. So mm-hmm. they'll they'll then hire their replacement, train them up, and leave them to run it and maintain it in good order. Wow, okay. That's they certainly a different philosophy than many uh, espouse these days here. Uh, they are sort of training their own replacements in effect here. Exactly. And and they mentor the people around them. I think that's a valuable benefit of the wisdom and experience. Boy, you're talking my language here today. All right. <laughs> so what would you say is the best fit for working with Ingenio? Did I get it right? Ingenio, Ingenio uh, Solutions. Right. Um, uh, and Ingenio. Oh, all right. There you go. And and I'm thinking more in terms of a client. Who? What kind of – describe the level of clients. Anybody, everybody, certain niche – who, who benefits you know, best? Um, since we're experts in finance and accounting, we're not in a niche, a niche in an industry. I probably have you know a handful of people on my team I can pull out with experience in one industry if a client requires that. But often it's you know our folks have supervised closing the books, uh, making sure AP and AR are running fine, um, making sure the payroll is going out on time, managing cash and ultimately producing the financial statements, which provides information, valuable information, to the decision makers in the business. And so because we've done all that, it makes it quite easy uh, for us to go in and make sure that that continues to get done. And is that easier or harder in today's world? Everybody tells me with regulations, I don't know if, you know, Dodd-Frank, I don't think goes down as far as small businesses like us, but certainly there's more of a regulatory environment. Banks demand more uh, clarity in your finances if you want to go get a loan and whatnot. So is it more difficult or equally uh, challenging? In some ways it is much more difficult, especially if you're a public company and you have the SEC regulators to contend with. Right. You absolutely have to be on your toes. And many of my folks have SEC reporting experience or public company experience too, whether you're doing an IPO or a registration statement of any sort, we mm. can help with that. But there are um, there are other reasons why you need, say, an audit performed 
we don't perform the audit, but we help a company to get ready for an audit. And that's where a banker would want to see your audited financial statements before they make you a loan or in order to keep your loan. Yes, exactly. So, right in order to keep your loan, you know, prove that it's still going the way you said. The projections are right here. What are we going to call the loan due here? Exactly. So in, in that respect, it is getting harder. Dodd-Frank certainly made it harder. There's a lot more compliance requirements. What did Dodd-Frank do in a nutshell? I know it was more reporting and you got to be more because they felt that the that part of the financial meltdown, rightly or wrongly, was due to you know Enrons and whatnot being fully transparent here. And so they wanted to right. get more transparency and more record keeping, which everybody cries about, I understand, yeah. but, you know, is... good reason, yeah. So there, Dodd-Frank is very focused on internal controls. Do you have them, and are they operating effectively, and are you testing them regularly to make sure they are operating effectively? Well, let's hold they those three questions it. right there, because that's the questions of the day. Do you say them again here? Do you have them? Are you using them, and are they working, kind of? Is that it? Exactly, yeah. So they... They force each company to document thoroughly all of their controls and the processes that that make those controls work, and then they want you to test them. Some are tested continuously throughout the year. Sometimes they're tested once a year, sometimes monthly. It depends what the control is, but then the testing proves whether it's operating effectively, and if it fails enough times, then that control is not working, and you better go back and redesign the control. And then do you have an obligation to disclose those results or something, or to tell your, and this is for public companies, obviously, do they have to disclose any of this, or is this just internal? Well, generally that's internal, um, unless you go a whole year and the auditors cannot see improvement in the results of the testing, then they'll do their own testing, and if you're still failing on that control, they assess whether it's a a major control or a minor control and the potential of risk to the financial statements because of it. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes you you would clear that up as a public company CFO before before the auditors came in. Okay. Well, we got to take a quick commercial. Let's go back and talk about some of those things and, and the other things that you do and how people benefit from working with Ingenio Solutions right after this. Richard Franzi is the author of two popular business books for CEOs. His first book, Critical Mass, The Ten Explosive Powers of CEO Peer Groups, was the first book ever written on the secret value of CEO peer groups. His second book, now with newly updated information, is Critical Mass, The Power of CEO Guiding Principles. Richard's books contain powerful information to help CEOs running middle market companies gain valuable insight to improve their decision-making skills. Richard's books are available as paperbacks or Kindle versions from Amazon.com. To find them, type Richard Franzi in the search box. All right, we're back with uh, Ingenio Solutions and the CEO and founder of the organization, uh, Jean Latou. We were talking about Dodd-Frank and some of the extra regulatory things that uh, have been placed upon uh, big companies, public companies. Any of that filtered down to our our target group tends to be more of the small to medium-sized companies here, the mid-range companies. Is, are, are they facing challenges too as well? We talked about public 
company challenges, Dodd-Frank and all the other things that happened after the great meltdown, the great recession here, any of that filtered down to small to mid-sized companies, that's really our target audience for this show mostly. Are they? Yeah, I agree. Um, to a lesser degree, I would say small businesses are generally free from those constraints because the level of risk is lower, the level of compliance requirements is lower. Medium-sized companies, if they are looking, if they're on a growth trajectory or if they're looking to go public, they'll want to um, uh, enact something like Dodd-Frank within, we, we call it SOX, the Sarbanes-Oxley Act. <laughs> yes, right, that's not right, yes. And they'll yeah, want to do so, that for not just for their own sake, but for, again, you've got to get loans and everything. So they're going to Well, it's good accounting practice. At the end of the day, uh, it's a very good accounting practice. It's it can be tedious, but I think there's there's payoff at the end. If you have documented processes, if you have a flow chart that shows how um, something works its way through your accounting system, that's powerful training documents for your for that new staff person joining or that new controller or CFO joining. Um, it's a it can be a quick overview of how things should run, but it's also you know the the testing component is strictly for public companies. But if you run a really tight shop in your accounting and finance department, it would be a very good practice or a best practice to actually test and make sure your controls are working. I would think so. But as the owner of OC Talk Radio, I can say I don't do any of that, and I probably should. <laughs> All right. So what other, what other benefits? If you bring somebody, bring you in, and I stop using, let's say I'm a small company like we are here or something, or even a mid-sized company. I'm shocked how many of you are still using QuickBooks or whatever and yeah. just doing it themselves here and trying to save this cost. One is to get a better accounting system and, and to get you in compliance uh, and to get you the ability to get loans and all these other kinds of issues as you grow. What other things are there? It just seems like uh, uh, Rick has put some notes down here, and from his thought, he thought, you know, fresh eyes. He's big on having fresh eyes take a look at something. Oh, yeah. So if you're if, if in your company, if you're a small business, maybe maybe you have a bookkeeper, maybe you have a controller. But let's just assume you have a bookkeeper, but nobody else with any more financial uh, expertise than that. Right. And they're just entering the information, paying the bills, trying to keep track of what came in, what went out. Exactly. So a couple of my consultants are part-time CFOs for small businesses. One of them spends three to four hours a week and the other spends two days a week with the company. And what they do is they bring advice. They, um, they're they a good uh, sounding board for the CEO. Mm -hmm. They can tell them it could be done a different way. Let's look at changing our costs around and do this more efficiently. Um, or positioning time, ourselves for a sale or positioning ourselves for growth or other sorts of things that you might have in your mind here. Exactly. One of our clients recently just switched from the cash basis QuickBooks. Mm -hmm. um, we stayed on QuickBooks, but we helped to bring them into an accrual mode, which means you have much more even presentation of your financial statements throughout the year because now you're matching your revenue and expense, where on a cash basis it might not have hit in the same month. Mm, that's true. So it's, it's more accurate reporting. I think it gives the CEO better uh, reports better information to make decisions, um, and then when you start gathering that information and comparing it year over year, it's much better decision making. You can see trends, um, you can evaluate. We we actually help them split their business into three lines of revenue, 
you can see who's, which line is the most profitable and which line has the most likelihood, the greatest likelihood of growth. Mm-hmm. And then you can make investments in those areas. When I, I have been fortunate to sit in on some of Rick's uh, peer groups and the small to mid-sized ones, not the big ones, of course, and I, I just so many times he talks about financial reporting. So really, these companies have five people, 10 people, 20 people, 50 people. And, and he's saying, oh, no, you got to every you should have that financial dashboard picture in front of you all the time. And when you get it back from whoever you get it back from, your bookkeeper, your uh, accountant, your uh, you know people like you, you should really understand it. And I thought, I'll bet most people don't because I sure don't. I don't know what I'm looking at yeah. half the time when I look at it. I go, oh, that looks nice. It's all pretty printed out, and it says I'm doing good. Okay, great. And I put it in the drawer. It doesn't tell me. I don't know how to read it. I don't know what it's telling me. Do you guys help interpret it? We certainly do. I think that's the first thing we do when we sit down with um, with a CEO is help them understand their own financial statement. Yeah. Because a bookkeeper may have done a good job of getting those done every month, but they may not have been interpreting them for them. Yeah, because it's Greek to me. Okay, so there's money here, and we spent this, and we did that. I guess that's right. good. There's money at the end there or whatever. Okay, good. <laughs> Let's go out and sell some uh, more but stuff. it might not tell you what your unfunded liabilities are. Yeah, right. You know, or, or, in the- or the machines are getting ready to break down, and you haven't budgeted in that they need replacement or something here yeah. or anything else. Yeah. So, all right, so you can be the uh, fortune tellers. You can read the tea leaves here and tell us an account. Uh, uh, interpret this stuff. Um, do you help especially us? Especially, we can tell you when your expenses are more than your revenue, and that, <laughs> that would be a big problem. <laughs> you know, it really is. I had a restaurant for years, and the more we sold, the more we lost because we didn't have a control over expenses. So we were everything we sold, we were selling at a loss for a while there. Ah, yeah. And it just seemed, felt great. The more people there, more money, and then we look and say, "What happened? There's no money at the end of the month here for anybody here." And it wasn't until somebody really came in and, you know, told us how to control costs and, and stuff yeah. that was walking out the door. And we just, we were at a loss. We had really no control systems in place. And in a bar or restaurant, that's that's death. Uh, yes, especially in a small business like that. It's a real, it is a real issue. I, a friend of mine uh, ran a restaurant for 20 years and some of their folks were robbing them blind oh, and they're all geniuses when it comes to robbery here they're all yeah. master crooks it's unbelievable i'm sorry to be, sound down about it but they really do they spend all this time trying to nickel and dime you or something or sometimes take you for a loss here right and so we can help to evaluate the controls or implement some if if they're not if there aren't enough or if they might there might be a risk being created that the owner isn't aware of so we talked about financial reporting and compliance. We talked about uh, planning and analysis, which is really understanding what you got here, um, sure. as well as just the general accounting and process improvement and stuff here. Uh, do you guys get into policies and procedures and other sorts of things? And We sure do. Yeah, I consider that a big part of um, we're actually helping a company right now that had the wrong person in the controller position, hmm. and they missed a regulatory filing deadline on March 31, and so we uh, because of a, a 1231 year end, and so we're helping them find you're the right. Talking, you're talking Latin to me here again now. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> here, but sounds <laughs> bad. <laughs> That's all that regulatory stuff. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what I'm talking about here. So you were able to well, get in and fix that. Yeah. So we've I've got a consultant in there who's just really establishing the financial foundation. They're re- reviewing internal controls and determining if there's enough of them and if they're operating or not. They're documenting policies and procedures, and if they're not 
If they don't exist, we're going to create good policies and procedures, and that'll become a great training document. When, when can you start over here? Can you start tomorrow here? Can you help? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we're more than happy to help. And All right. Those fresh eyes looking at your book. Yeah, exactly, and telling me what it is. I, I've got stacks of books here, and I say, there they are. They're over there. I, you know, somebody, I paid somebody to put those together. Don't they look good here? <laughs> Well, you've given me an idea, and that's something that I, I read online earlier this week, which is, can I create training? Can I offer training for owners of small businesses yeah. to help them really understand their, their finances? I understand radio. I don't understand accounting. I don't that's understand right. what it says, all these ledgers and things and stuff here. It's like taxes. I don't understand that either. Just somebody take it and put it together and do it, and I hope you do it right here. <laughs> Well, uh, so tell me, we got five minutes left here, t- or probably three and a half minutes left here. Tell me about a current challenge facing your business and any painful lessons you'd care to share. This is all about peer learning. What can we learn from your experience? We learned about your company. What can we learn from your experience here? You know, my current challenge really is marketing. So I'm an accountant by nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and marketing, I remember taking a class in college. <laughs> yeah, right. So I've been challenging myself to go above and beyond. I can't expand the business just by networking. Right. So I'm creating a monthly marketing email, and I'm now I've done it the third time, and I'm starting to get more creative with each month. And I've got three months of ideas in my head. I just mm-hmm. have to put the paper. Well, in this age, more than ever before, because right now there's somebody searching for some or all of your services right now and they may have even found you and hit your website you know that depends on how well you have yourself positioned in search engine optimization and stuff but once they get there i call it the sniff test they're going to look around they're going to see what kind of reviews you have what kind of information you have do you have stuff they can explore blogs podcasts videos what and at the end they're going to make some determination whether or not you pass the sniff test and whether they want to call you or not and that's terrible because you don't even know why why you're not getting the phone calls if you're not. So you have to play in that space. I always tell people that's, I know people don't want to do Facebook and social media and all this stuff, but that's how you get discovered, and that's how you get, you convince them that, hey, this is somebody I want to talk to. I'll start a conversation with you. Yeah, thank you for that reinforcement. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. It seems like a total waste. Why am I doing all this stuff here? You don't tweet and somebody buys. You don't put a picture on Facebook and the phone rings. But it's all part about of telling the world who you are in this Intermediate. You know, I always say somebody recommends you tomorrow. I'm sure you do a great job, and I'm sure you have lots of happy people. One of them goes to their friend and says, oh, use this service. They're the best. They're not just going to call you. Unfortunately, they're going to go Google you. And if you don't pass the Google test, they're going to say, what was Charlie thinking? This doesn't look so great. Or or this one, yeah, it looks great. But look, this this is shiny object over here. This one looks much better than that one. Look, they got 52 entries and 5,000 blogs and 10,000 followers. And this, oh, that's where I'm going. Well, and you're reinforcing exactly what I need to do. I've got to start blogging. I'm, I've just met with my web developer last week. There you go. Enhancing the website. All of this podcast. I love multimedia, of course, podcasts and video and all that kind of stuff. But it's all yeah. part of a process, and it's all part of explaining to people who you are. That's what we try to do here today. Who you are, why you're different, and why they should call you or who should call you. All right. Unless I'm excited about doing the interview. I'm hoping to put this 
everywhere. Yeah, well, we hope you will, too. This part of this, Rick's real goal in this is that it not just promotes him and, and our station, but it certainly promotes this idea of sharing information, because that is ultimately what people are looking for. Tell me, you know, tell me what to do here, and tell me where to go, and tell me what you think. And, and it starts by giving me some ideas of what you think and how you think, and then I decide whether or not I want to know more here. All right, so uh, how do people reach you? Let's get to the most critical part here of Critical Mass. How do they reach oh. you if they want to f- learn more? If this yes, interview well, has excited them to learn more here. <laughs> well, my website is ingeniosolutions.com. And spell it for us. I-N-G-E-N-I-O solutions.com. Okay. And other places, can they find you on social media, phone numbers, anything else? Let's give them as many choices as possible. Sure. I'm on LinkedIn, Jean Latou. Um, and we'll have to spell that because I would not. Oh, sorry. Jean, J-E-A-N. Right. Latou, L-A-T-U. Okay. Surprisingly, and just like it sounds, because that could have 12 other letters in there, or either one of them today here. Gene you're can, right. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and finally, our office number, uh, 949-529. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Jean Latou from Ingenio Solutions. We hope this has helped uh, clarify some questions that we've all had about accounting and maybe will lead to some further comments and desire to learn more here. I certainly would like to learn more here. So thanks so much for coming on here. Thanks for the opportunity, Paul. I've enjoyed it. Okay. We'll be right back with our next guest right after a quick word from our sponsors. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitment in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Math for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Math for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plan and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. Are you ready to tap into the power of social media to promote your business? It's easy to get social with Turn Up the Volume, the award-winning social media marketing professionals who know how to get results, drive web traffic, boost sales, get social today. Visit www.turnupthevolume.com. That's turnupthevolume.com. the Premier Rewards Gold Card from American Express, the rewards points can keep on multiplying. Buy three with triple points on airfare. Buy two with double points on gas and groceries and a single point for pretty much every other dollar you spend on the card. Then, start choosing from over a million rewards to redeem all those points. Apply today and the annual fee for the first year is on us. Call 1-800-AXP-GOLD or visit AXPGOLD.COM. The annual fee for the card is $175. See terms, conditions, and restrictions at AXPGOLD.COM. With a niche that I never even knew existed and a problem I never knew needed to be solved. Thanks so much for uh, joining us today. Thank you. You've been listening to Critical Mass right here in Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net.